Richmond too good on the night, but there's plenty of football left in season 2018 for the Swans to go in and win overall. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast, and today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of last Thursday night's loss to the Tigers, the preview of another big game against Geelong again on a Thursday night, and of course, everything else Sydney Swans. My name is Tom Flanagan, and I'm joined in the Podular Media Studio tonight, as always, by Madison Clark and Ben Andrew. How are we, fellas? Lost to the Tigers, not the result we wanted. No, no, it wasn't. But plenty of positives to draw. I've got a, I've got my own little lens that I'm looking at looking at it through. Matt, um, well, look, who wants to lose to Richmond at the end of the day, Tommy, Benny? Not it's, too many. I, and I thought, you know, we'll, we'll get on to the review of the game. But I thought the fact that we were nowhere near. Uh, winning that game as far as I was concerned, but to still be a kick in it at three-quarter time uh, says a lot, and there's a lot of upside there, so uh, no use crying over spilt milk, Tommy. Yep, plenty of the season to go, and it was four points of difference early stages last quarter, but probably at that point, even then, we were kicking ourselves that we hadn't got a lead uh, at some point during the first three. We had that early lead with Ronk bobbing up early and looking lively. We'll talk about him in a bit, but... um, Throughout the course of the game, Richmond sort of outground us out of the contest, and there were crucial moments there where they were able to take five-minute bursts of momentum and be really clinical when they were in the fourth half. We found it really hard to sort of get closer than two goals uh, behind. Uh, they'd just sort of flex their muscle, which was infuriating, Benny. Absolutely. Bloody Reese Conker had to go and freaking yeah. snap his leg in half, well, didn't our he? That was the moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely it was. And um, it, it sparked them big time. Could have gone either way, but it went uh, went theirs. I agree with everything you're saying, though, Mads. I think when you look at how good Richmond were on the night, and they were, they were the better side. By all means. And you saw that in the fourth quarter, and they started to run away with it. But realistically, they're not that much better than what they put out, whereas we were realistically pretty long way off, off the pace. Well, losing Heaney um, early, huge, that, that huge. really hurt us because he's been doing everything. All facets of the game took a hit for us when he went off because he's yeah. been doing the intercepting, he's been sending us forward, he's been getting it done in the middle, getting it done in the air. So, yeah, him going off early, really big blow. Very big blow. And I was sort of wondering to myself because I wasn't listening to the radio. I was with my uh, my father at the, at the game and I wasn't listening to the radio. So I was sort of like, where is Isaac? Why isn't he turning this game on its head? And then I realised he was... Apparently he was... I didn't see a lot of it, but apparently he was sort of stumbling around when he came back on after that. Sort of it just didn't look quite right. Yeah, that was it. Uh, he, apparently towards halftime, he started to feel the delayed effects of concussion and then mm. during the half time break I think it was we made the decision to not put him back on mm. as as we should yep you you wouldn't want to take the risk on it definitely not definitely not um, but I still think we can beat Richmond later in the year they're a very good side showed us um, showed us a little bit of a lesson how to be clinical off turnover in the forward half and I thought if you were to highlight one thing from Richmond's performance the other night it was that ability to create turnovers inside the crowded spaces of the forward 50 which were normally Pretty good at stopping, um, but when they d- were able to turn the ball over in their, inside their forward half, they didn't panic. They were very calm and very composed and clever with the way that they moved the ball uh, around our back six, and that's the Edwards, Rioli, Butler, Castagna, Lambert, Higgins types. Um, we need to get 
that type of clinical calm ball movement from some of our small forwards, as good as they've been this year, um, being clinical in front of goals was one of the big differences the other night. I agree with absolutely all of that, um, Tommy. Me too. And compiled by the fact that our forward entry was probably some of the worst I've seen yep. this year. Um, we didn't look clinical at all. We didn't look dangerous coming down the ground towards um, the forward line because everyone knew where it was going. It was going to be a high kick. It was going to be a pack. And it just didn't work for us all night. And we didn't do a goddamn thing to change it, um, which was the issue. So whenever we got the ball, um, we, we didn't look dangerous. It's been, it's been an issue. Uh, it's cropped up a bit more often in the last month than it did in the uh, in the previous month. Our ball use in the forward third, going inside forward fifty, I reckon it got exposed a bit, and that that's one of the key things that we've got to work on when we are to play them again. I thought our transition defending was a little bit off too. Normally mm-hmm. we're pretty good at that. That's an mm-hmm. easy fix though for us because we've got such a solid defensive system back there. Um, but there were highlights from the game. I loved Oflo's running goal where he took on yeah, two burnt, that's awesome. um, Nathan Second Broad, quarter. burnt Grigg. Mm. And then as cool as you like with that running finish, love that. Correct. And even more, I love that slam tackle on Rance from him as well. Yeah. He, wa- he wasn't the most prolific player on the ground, but really gee, gave he had it to his him moments. As well. yeah. Really gave it to Rance. Really got, and really so got he should. Good. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, he's having a breakout season and he's just taken down the bloke who's heralded as the, the best backman in the game. So Quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah. As you uh, as you boys and the True Bloods faithful know, I have my own <laughs> thoughts on Alex Rance, but that's for another time. Now, very, very seldom have we seen Rampy get towelled up, um, but he got towelled up. He got beaten. I thought, I thought he was okay. I, I, I wouldn't say towelled up. Um, there were times where he got... Be- the whole defence was a little bit yeah. off. Um, it wasn't a great night for the back six. But th- that's... But weren't supported. You, credit, weren't supported. Where, credit where credit's due to Richmond. They, Raywalt was unbelievable. And and their ball movement when they had the ball inside forward 50, not going into forward 50, that was where we had the most issues, going into forward 50. But they were able to create turners deep inside forward 50 and then still remain composed and get the goal. Absolutely. I felt the way they set up around stoppages was vastly superior to us as well. Um, yeah, well I'm, I reckon a lot of that can be attributed to not getting an even contribution in the midfield. Kennedy uh, and Parker, I thought, stepped up all night. George was pretty solid as well. But um, other than that, too few four-quarter contributors throughout the midfield. Yeah, contributors is an interesting term. Uh, I think you look at James Rose, competed hard, and I'll give him that, but... He's just not at the standard no. for AFL football. Uh, well documented. My thoughts on Kieran at this stage. I think uh, as, as much as I love him, and I uh, think he, he slows everything down. And Mads, I'll let you fill in the blank on this last one. Talk about well documented opinions. Um, Benny admitted to me that he's coming around to my point of view. Oh, man. And Tommy, I don't know if you are, but Daniel Hanabry, for mine, Benny... For Mads. He's just not there. And he's becoming a liability. Jeez. Oh, uh, uh, this this guy is a warrior. This guy uh, has I, been I'm not, an absolute... I'm not, saying, I'm, not saying he, I'm not saying he's not. We're not saying, not we're not saying, saying sack not. him. But he is unquestionably out of form and yeah. w- did more harm than good on yep. the weekend. Yeah, well, I have no problem with him 
not being in the 22 for the next couple of weeks, but it certainly has to be to a view of him coming back into the oh, side. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, before course. the end of the year, because I, I still think he's absolutely vital for us in finals, but maybe yeah. there, there's a bit of merit to that, giving yeah. him a couple not, of weeks off. I'm not binning him. I'm not saying, let's put him on the table. I'm just saying that at the moment, he is so far off it. It, it's actually he was a liability. Half yeah, well, t- at half ball- time, at half time, he was going at thirty eight percent. His ball use is the real problem with him. Thirty eight percent. You can deal. You can deal Let with that. Sink in. You can deal with his running power being limited and can his leg speed. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you can, you can you, you can, can make it. You you, you make can, that work. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the ball the ball use was shocking. A couple of weeks ago against West Coast, I think he had twenty one handballs, three kicks. Um, that sort of role is more suited to him at the moment than what he was doing on the weekend where it was about half-half. He can't kick at the moment. At he, can't, he can't kick, but at the same time, and I know he's that's, that's coming what, off an injury, but he's not really winning inside ball at the moment either. You know? and, he, and he also can't move. So I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of, a lot of positives from that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. He's, his footy IQ is enormous and, and required, um, and he can be very effective in that regard. But I certainly think... Him and Kieran Jack. He went against us on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. They need time to go and play at that lower le- level at the uh, Neafel, well, Tommy. The Neafel. Well, if it's not Hanbury in the firing line, Rose, who you mentioned, Benny, uh, Rowan and Jack, uh, the yes. three that probably need to be looked at. Uh, there's a high standard that we really need to bring uh, to that game to give us a chance to win, and those three in particular just weren't able to get to that consistent standard. They were very quiet throughout the night. Hannes wasn't as his best as we touched on, but with Dan Robinson and Harry Marsh and co just tearing up the Neafel every week, surely we might have to look at dropping one of those guys who've been favourite sons for a long time. Tommy, do you reckon Horse has the cojones to do so? Look, does he have the cojones to leave Dan Robinson in the reserves for much longer? I'd find it really difficult to go up to that bloke yeah. on every Thursday and say, sorry, you're not playing, because he's unreal. Tommy, to cut you off there, because I think everyone shares the opinion on, on Robinson, if you're horse, how do you feel about going to Harry Marsh last week and yeah. saying, hey, sorry, Harry. You, you haven't done You enough. actually have delivered over and above this season, but I'm dropping you for a guy who's destroying the kneeful but has no real AFL experience to, to show. Don't be wrong. I'm all for, for blokes knocking the door down to to prove themselves for selection. But how do you drop Marsh when he was putting out the numbers that he was? I think you, you summarised it for us as well. And to think that Richmond put our back six under more pressure than they have been all year and Marsh is that extra defensive cover that we could have had. And, yep. and you said it before with his efficiency. I mean, it's... Baffling that they would that they would remove him when he's got so much momentum. Marsh averaging fifteen disposals at seventy five percent, five intercepts, three marks, two tackles, four score involvements, and four one percenters. How, do you, how do you lose that? Guy? That is how quite a resume. You, how do you drop that? Yeah, it's bad. Like I said, I'm all for guys making a case for themselves and quote unquote knocking the door down. But how do you drop that for a guy? who has never shown that he can consistently perform at an AFL level. Especially in, when... In, in rows and... Especially when you need 22 contributors to beat a very, very good side. To beat, time. arguably, the premiership favourites. Yep. It didn't make sense to me, dropping Marsh. Yeah. 
but hopefully next time we play them, I'm hopeful the inclusions of Reed and Papley will greatly improve the function of our forward half. The Pelican will be back to dominate Jack Rewalt and Heaney. Melly can, not Melly can. <laughs> and Heaney will be Everyone's good for 100, 120 minutes of Heaney. That'd be nice as well. Uh, moving into the votes, it was a loss, but there were some solid performers, one of which got the one vote with his 34 disposals at 85% and eight marks. Two first names, Jakey Lloyd. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of uh, poor disposals at times, mm. but it was, again, the the usual, where's Lloydy? Great, get it to him. Let him be the catalyst for setting up that path out of defence. In the thick of it. Indeed. Absolutely. A worthy recipient, as always. Number, he gets the two votes. And we didn't discuss him before. Um, but he had an interesting game. I thought if you sort of looked at the stats. Degrees of good and bad. Well, well that's, a, that's right. If you looked at the stats after the game, you'd say, oh, he had a pretty good game. You know, kick four goals on rant. Um, but I thought there were just key moments. Um, I'm speaking, of course, of Buddy Franklin, um, who had nine disposals, three marks, two tackles and four goals. And he was, he was fantastic. I just want to touch on him, though, because we didn't before. There were just key moments like when Hewitt was kicking for goal, um, where he was quite undisciplined. Um, the Sinclair took the mark and then he... Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right into Rance's which face, was in, turned it over. That was a crucial yeah. moment. And, yeah. and, and, and which was instigated by... It was instigated by Rance because yep. Rance actually tackled him off the contest. Yeah. Yep. So... But still, we had a shot for goal. Yep. No, so. can't, can't, you can't excuse it. Yeah. He's, um, he's a senior player. He's a leader at the club. But still give him a tick, though. Didn't, oh, well, didn't he kick a couple of absolute Pearls. rippers? That one at the start of, uh, at the start of the fourth, that was, as soon as yeah. he took that mark, he was never missing. Yeah, correct. That was never going to be hooked too far inside mm. off the instep. That yep. was always going through the big sticks. Correct. I think Rancy knew it too. For <laughs> the three votes, it's my man George, and he's uh, have a look at this for, for numbers. Gorgeous, George. He's had 20 disposals. Wait for it. 20 contested. Not one easy ball. Did Goes in hard, Georgie boy. 100% contested. <laughs> that is an unbelievable stat. Hold on, the stat afterwards, Tommy. Uh, throw in, was it uh, 10 tackles, 7 clearances, 2 marks? 10 tackles. That's enormous. He's going all right, Georgie boy. He's having a very, very good season 2018. The four votes, Benny. Tell you what, looking at who gets the four and who gets the five, that makes you smile, doesn't it? Yep, indeed. It was a cracking game from both of these players. Four votes to the gentleman who is as hard as a cat's head, Luke Parker. <laughs> 23 disposals, 13 contested, seven tackles, five clearances, and you boys know how much I love a bit of scoreboard impact. <laughs> Two sausage rolls to boot. Two sausage rolls. How's Bloston only getting a week for that elbow on him? Outrageous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's... He looks, puts his head back down, and makes a very conscious decision to hit him in the head. Couldn't have been more deliberate. And how's Park shrugging it off and then going forward to nail the set shot and then three Which minutes later bobs up for another one? Yep. Doesn't... He doesn't miss. Doesn't miss set shots. He no. is... So accurate. That was not an easy angle either. That was no. that was going to take a pretty good effort. And they had a handy buffer at that point. That was to keep us in the contest. Inspirational stuff there from Lukey Parker. Oh, yes. 
and uh, I think I'm getting pretty sick of saying this, but uh, <laughs> on the other hand, it's pretty good because he's five, done it again. The five votes, El Capitano, JPK, 36 disposals, 22 contested, nine tackles, six on inside 50s, and eight, count them, eight clearances. Essential. 22 contested possessions. Yeah. That is elite. The man's a ball. Talk about putting a team on your shoulders. Ugh, and I tell you what, if there's one bloke whose shoulders can can Take shoulder it. the load, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's about, about two metres wide. <laughs> and uh, hoping for more of that this week. Tell you what, Isaac Haney, one, uh, one week off as, as, as such, only played the quarter. And uh, have a look at that. Kennedy. 29. You wouldn't be feeling comfortable. He's no. coming back. He's coming back into it as we turn If you're listening, to... Isaac, you better get a wriggle on, big boy. To the leaderboard, 34 votes for Heaney, and he is still in first place, clinging on to that spot. Five-vote leader from JPK, 29 votes. He's five votes ahead of Lance Franklin, outright third. The Budwa. With 24 votes. Sinclair, outright fourth with 22. Parker, outright fifth, 21. And then Lloyd McVeigh, Lloyd. Rampy Hewitt, Hayward, Florent, Ronk, Jones, Mills, Aaliyah, and Smith to round it out. Uh, stiff to miss Hayward. His second half was berserk. Yeah, yeah, it was. He was awesome. He popped up. He took a lot of really important contested grabs. Uh, got a got a sausage roll or two. Uh, definitely, definitely could have been in the votes. And same with Ben Ronk. Yep. Ben Ronk has just gone from strength to strength. Um, you talk about scoreboard pressure. The the man does it in lightning quick pace. Great footy IQ as yeah. well. Knows you, where to be. How, how, well, knows where to be and knows how to get where he wants to go regardless of who's in front of him. Yeah, correct. There's so a cl- couple of times he just puts the burners on, he goes under, he goes around, he does whatever he needs to. And those two goals in the first quarter, they'll trademark Benny Ronk. Oh, just hit, hitting the pack 100 miles an hour, classic snaps. Oh, when it happened, I turned. I might, might have been the one that jinxed it, but I turned to... Uh, Maddie Linklater, and I said, mate, we've seen this before, haven't we? <laughs> we've seen this kind of start from the man. Unfortunately, didn't last. Sadly, no. Bloody Reese Conker. All what, right, boys. Yes. I reckon we'll uh, head to our first break here on True Bloods. We'll be back with the second segment straight after this. You're listening to True Bloods. The number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now in the second segment, we always like to do a little bit of social interaction. And first things first, we like to get into our favourite competition, the greatest swan of the past 25 years competition on Facebook. Uh, last week, it was the first semi-final. It was Mickey O taking on Goodsy. And for Mickey O fans, unfortunately, he went down 20% of the vote, 104 votes taken down by Adam Goods, 80% of the vote, 415 votes, Mads. It was really never in doubt, but uh, I think we all wanted Mickey to, to get a bit closer. I think Mickey would have wanted Mickey to get a bit closer, to be honest. But uh, He deserves to be a bit closer. He it, realistically, it should have been 99% of the vote. To 98%. I understand that that's obviously not a (laughs) logical or mathematically possible. Statistically possible, but realistically, that's the kind of finish that we wanted. Should have have been. Both players at the pointy end. Absolutely. But I just want to say, 
And I don't want to knock the true blood faithful, but I think there are just people who don't really understand the way it works, Tommy. And I think it's unfair on you when they say, why would you pit these guys against each other? Well, because they're the greatest ones of the last 25 years. And they're voted on by the true blood faithful. It's not me who votes on it. (laughs) Jesus. I think you copped a bit much for that, Tommy. Uh, That's all right. I'll wear it, mate. I'll wear it. (laughs) Uh, So it was Michael O'Loughlin, 303 games, 521 goals, two-time All-Australian, 97 and 2000. Bob Skilton medalist, 1998. Two-time Swans leading goal kicker, 2000-2001. Madden medalist in 2009. AFL Indigenous Team of the Century member and also a member of the Australian Football Hall of Fame. Eliminated by Adam Goods, 372 games, 464 goals. AFL Rising Star, 99. Three-time Swans leading goal kicker, 2009, 2010, 2011. Three-time Bob Skilton medalist, 03, 06, 2011. Indigenous Team of the Century member. Four-time All-Australian. Two-time Brownlow medalist, 03 and 06. Two-time Premiership player, 25, 2005 and 2012. And also the 2012 Premiership captain. So it is Adam Goods through to the grand final. Oh, Who will his opponent team. be? Well, you can decide tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time in the... Australian <laughs> Eastern Standard. <laughs> in the next battle. Local, local Bondi time. <laughs> of our greatest swan of the past 25 years knockout competition. It is the second semi-final. Oh the winner goes through to face Goodsy in the final. Captain Courageous, Captain Kelly, the great Paul Kelly versus, there's only one, Tony oh, Plugger. 1,300 goals, lock it, boys. Okay, you know what? This is going to be the matchup that we've been waiting for. This will be close. This will actually be close. Yeah. Uh, you knew that Goodsy was going to win. Yeah. I've got no yeah. idea. I've got no idea. Plugger, you boys know Plugger's got my vote. Nah, Kelly, Plugger, Kelly for mine. Plugger has my vote because, as I said, he's been my favourite growing up. And when I was a kid, and when we were all kids, we just wanted to be up in the forward line kicking goals. Yeah, we were always Like Plugger. Plugger. Yeah. We were always Plugger. I'll just, I can't go I past... I had both. I had both. I had four and I had, I had 14 as well. I had 14 on my back. I can't go past bursted packs and broken tackles and just just relentless bloods ethos pouring yeah. out of the bloke's paws. Paul Kelly, he's just... He's, I love him. Can't I go past him. him. And it pains me to have to choose between one of your favourite children. <laughs> your favourite children. Sorry. Have to choose between your favourite children. But realistically, yeah. My, with how I've grown up, it's I'd, I'd be betraying myself and my childhood if I didn't choose Plugger. Well, we're, we're leaving it up to the True Bloods faithful to decide. The the poll will be up tomorrow morning, as I said, Wednesday morning, Australian Ooh, Eastern Standard Time for the greatest exciting. one of the past 25 years competition. Second semi-final, Kelly versus Lockett. You can vote tomorrow. Uh, we'll move on now to the second part of the second segment, which is our social question. Every week we like to ask one of these on the True Bloods Facebook page. The one we asked today was, who comes out of the side to accommodate Melican, Papley, Reed, and possibly Robinson and Marsh to our best 22? I'll tell you what, this had a lot of engagement. It did. There was a few Got responses plenty. here. People, a lot of people surprised that we're including Marsh and Robinson in our best 22. I think there might be a change in the guard happening, though, where those guys might be getting a look into that. I agree, personally. And that is reflected in a couple of the comments. I like Cam Mack's comment. He said, read in for McCartan. I, I haven't minded McCartan's work, but mm. read in for McCartan, Melican in for Alir, Papley in for Rose, Robinson in for Hanabry. Now, don't, I don't mind that. Is that Cam Mack? That is Cam Mack. I really like that. I don't mind that. I could possibly swap... Um, 
Robinson for Jack as well, which he hasn't listed yeah. there, but that's you the other really option. You really want Hannah's in the team, Look, don't you, Tommy? He's, he's a special player when he when he's on. Oh, what like, about on the pine? What if, what if we, like, literally make him a relief player on a, <laughs> on a wing? I'd probably like relief players to be able to run. Robinson. You won't, be, you won't change his mind on this, <laughs> Tommy. You won't change his mind. Hannabury needs to go back to the twos. Hmm. Um, Lachlan Fay, speaking of which, Hannabury should be a no-brainer. Bring in anyone else for him. Strong. He's a smart man, Lachlan. It's very strong from Lachlan. William Dobbin. In Papley, out Rose. No-brainer. In Reed, out Rowan for a minimum of two weeks in the reserves to find form. Also not a bad call. Correct. In Melican, out Jack needs to find form before retiring at season's end. <laughs> but just made the choice for him. <laughs> Hanbury was okay last week for someone with no preseason who's trying to play catch-up. Better than previous weeks. He gets one more week to prove his match fit to Dan Hanbury standard or has to go back to the reserves for a week or so thereafter. There's a couple of other bits and pieces in here around Newman clearly in the best 22, things like that. But I wanted to share that part. Yeah, that's good. Because I thought that was actually pretty good. Insightful. Or besides besides Hanabry being okay considering no preseason, I don't think he's okay by any standards uh, last week. But Bill, Bill Dobbin, thanks for calling in, big fella. One more. Dean Spanos, he said, Rowan, oh, oh. Hanabry and Jack out. Reed, Melican, and Papley in. Don't mind that. That's uh, it's bringing the extra tall defender. Melican comes in, and no tall defenders go out there. So that's a structural change at the back. But don't mind it. The right names are in the side. Great input from the DJ, DJ Spanos. Good stuff. But uh, now, I guess what, now that we've done the uh, social question, we move on to the next part of the second segment. And as always, I reckon we're going to get a bit obscure. Oh, aren't it's we, obscure Tommy? time here on True Bloods, and tonight it's Benny Andrew who's got the reins. If anyone's getting obscure, it's Mads because I am addressing this only to Mads, oh. and oh. only when Mads can't get it will it open up to the bloody Sydney Swans. Obscure player encyclopedia that is Encyclopedia Sydney Swania. <laughs> oh, that is Flanners. All right, let's go one on one. Let's All right, drafted out of Subiaco, Ooh. the Waffle, in the 2009 AFL draft, selection 55. Prior to being drafted, absolutely destroyed the waffle. Naturally. Absolutely destroyed the waffle. Won the premiership that year with Subiaco, kicking four goals. With Subi, right. Making his debut in 2010. He is a medium forward, small to medium crumbing forward. Mm Mm-hmm. And was with the club from 2010 until tw- until 2012. Ooh, that's throwing me off. Big time. Uh, what club did he go to? You don't get a stab at it, Tommy, but have <sighs> you got an idea? I'm tossing up between a couple. There's a couple there I'm thinking okay. about around that okay. time period. You're a freak, yeah. Tommy. <laughs> 
Uh, often referred to by his initials, Mats. He was traded to the St Kilda Football Club. Ah. He played 19 games for 30 goals with Sydney. Played 10 games for 9 goals with the Saints. Oh, you know, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course he bloody does. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Went to St Kilda in 2012, did he? Uh, In 20... Yeah, so end of 2012, went to St Kilda. And played 10 games with them Small from forward. 2013 to 2014. Small forward. Oh, hold on. Um, is it... Oh, I've lost it. Go, Flanners, for God's sake. He's currently playing for the Sandringham Zebras. No, Come well. on, seriously, give I, it to me. That's, I don't want I don't, Tommy to get I it. don't watch the Sandringham Zebras. Go, Tommy. Also gets a run for Bond Beach when he doesn't get a oh, game God, for the Sandringham Zebras. This is Trent Dennis Lane. Oh, TDL. 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 Should have known. I tried to bloody give it to you, man. Nah, fair. Do you know what? Fair enough. And that's not even. He's not even that obscure. Yeah, that's, that's on yeah. me. That's uh, on yeah, me. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what it is, though. Maybe I made it too. I was overthinking it. Was, it it yeah. was too easy. Yeah, I was hey, overthinking um, it. Yeah, get a load of this. Two thousand and nine, he kicked sixty six goals in the waffle. That's Including four in the grand final. That's, like, how you get, that's how you get drafted. Yeah. I honestly... Isn't that, well, that is seriously no, impressive. No, that's huge. That's huge for a small, for a guy his size. Yeah. Not not a really a lead-up marking forward. Um, I had high hopes for TDL. I'll never forget that rundown Carl. tackle on Dennis Armfield. Yeah, Dennis Armfield. Yeah. Um, I had really high hopes for him. I, th- I honestly thought he was going to be a key cog in, in our tilt um, towards... Hopefully a dynasty, ideally, um, but it wasn't to be. Unfortunately, the notion of pressure is required when you're in our forward half. Yes, correct. Bit of a uh, one-way runner. Yes. But that's okay. Hey, look, bobbed up and kicked kicked 30 goals in 20 games. Not bad. Yeah. Andy goal scorer. It's like 1.1. All right, let's go to another break. And after this, we will have the preview of the Big Round 15 clash against the Catters on Thursday night. This is True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, Tommy. Yes, Benny. I've got the social question for next week. What's that, mate? What should be the new bloody stinger, seeing as you can't seem to make a decision or muster up the willpower to change it? It's everyone's favourite stinger. It's, it's, getting, it's getting a lot of... Uh, lot what do you mean, everyone's favourite? It's, it's no one's <laughs> favourite stinger. Yeah, it's an ordinary stinger. It's we'll costing it. us listens. Yeah, we will, we will fix it. We will get, get to that stinger. At they don't want point. empty promises, mate. Oh, look, it's a... It's the True Blood's faithful do not want empty promises. They want decisive mate, action. They want action. High-quality stingers, they don't grow on trees, mate. They're, they're, uh, they're rare as they come. Uh, we have a big game coming up this week against the Catters. It is round 15. It is at the SCG. It is Thursday night once again. And I dare say Geelong will be a little bit filthy that they've lost their last two games, the one before the bite of Richmond, the one after the bite of the Western Bulldogs, and they'll still be a little bit filthy that we went down there earlier in the year and knocked them off. Harry Taylor should have kicked that goal, but that's beside the point. Wow. 
you know, <laughs> he should have. He, he, sure he should. He should have. But at the end of the day, he's at heart a backman, and backman. Just don't kick goals after the siren. They yeah, just it's don't. a fair call. Um, uh, how is there a rule about how many players can stand on? Yeah, the Yeah, that was outrageous. Because they had. I mean, you want to talk about a protected zone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were all pretty. Uh, they were all there, jumping um, up and down. I, I'll tell you though, this is going to be a tough game. Um, I don't really rate Geelong that highly, but they're going to be fuming. I think they're they, going to be fuming. Yeah. I think that Geelong, it's. They've got a. Gr- it's got it's, such a potent midfield. They've got a bit of talent here and there. You've got a guy like Zach Tui down back. Love him. You've got a guy like Menengola who can pop up and, and dob a few goals. But I just don't feel like they get enough out of it. And their bottom six, they get nothing out of. Really. Yeah, zero. Well, statistically, they've got the best back six in the comp, which is the one, the main thing they can hang their hat on this year. Stewart, Blixards, Jasny, Henry, and Tui have been Stewart. super. Tui's been unbelievable. They've been super Stewart consistent. Those is guys. a gun. Stewart would, is a great player. Yep. I would sing songs if it came out that he was coming up to Sydney. Sing songs, and, and it's a, it's a great recovery after losing Taylor and Henderson early in the year. You would have thought that back six had struggled. Correct. They've done a great job. They're the only back six after fourteen rounds to Henderson have con- is garbage. To have conceded less than a thousand points for the year. Sorry, <laughs> strong opinion. Strong opinion. <laughs> Please don't hide it. A uh, thousand points for the year. They're the only team to concede less than that uh, mm. on the defensive side of things. So, um, strong defence, but I still think we've got the scoring power to get through them as we did in round six with a makeshift forward line it was. Ablett's come back in since that round six game and I'm expecting them that midfield to come out breathing a bit of fire. It'll be really interesting to see. The who, holy trinity. Who goes to that holy trinity in the middle? I feel like it'll be Kennedy head-to-head with Dangerfield, Parker head-to-head with Selwood and Hewitt straight to Ablett. I and, think that's what'll happen. Unless Chris Scott tries to bamboozle horse again. And send one of them forward. <laughs> and that's the other thing I'm interested to and see. Will one of them go forward? Likely will happen, I believe. To be honest. Uh Ins and outs. Now, there's there's a few question marks. The straightforward one is Rose out, uh, Papley in. But I've looked at the injury update today, and it sounds from it, from the sound of things, what Horse was saying um, in the, his press conference, neither Heaney or Papley are going to be available. No. So it's not going to be that straightforward swap. Does Rose now keep his spot? No, no, no he, doesn't. he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't, because he is not up to the rigours of AFL football. No. He's not. If Harry Marsh does not come back in at a minimum for for James Rose. <sighs> D- look, does Harry Marsh needs to be back in the side and James Rose is out. Unfortunately, that's not really like for like, but we'll have to just deal with that. We are we're fortunate that we can manage that. Yeah, correct. You can you can do all kinds of things. Yeah. Just between quick- Macker and, and Lloyd. Like just quickly, I've got the uh, audio there I was talking about before with uh, Horse speaking about Heaney and Paps, and uh, we'll have a listen to that now. What's the update on Isaac? Has he pulled up? Uh, look, he's okay. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the next couple of days uh, pans out before we make a decision on whether he plays or not. He's, he's in line to not do a lot of training tomorrow, so you'd have to say at this stage he's in doubt, um, but we'll make that call uh, a little bit later in the week. Did you confirm 100%? Was that not from... In the contest with Grimes, or uh, yeah, we think we think that's when it was. Um, uh, he was he, he did a test at half time and cleared the test and and and, uh, and it was okay. Then 
what can happen a little bit is you can have some delayed symptoms and that's and uh, I spoke to Isaac this morning, he said that's what happened. It was a little bit delayed in the third quarter and uh, he didn't feel quite right so he came off the ground and um, and didn't go back on. Oh look he, he's not at, not back to one hundred percent, so that's why he'd be in a little bit of doubt at this stage. Pampley, how's he? Uh, Tom might play this week. No, he's. Um, we're hoping to have him okay for the North Melbourne game, but um, no, he's not quite right yet just yet. He won't be doing a lot of training this week. We want to take the opportunity to get him absolutely right now. We just feel as though if we came back and played him now, that uh, he'd be at risk of re-tearing his hip flexor, which is which is not what we want. So we want to make sure we get that right and um, allow him the time to do that. There's Horse speaking about Paps and Haynes. So unfortunate they won't be back for the Geelong game. So it leaves a bit of a selection conundrum, uh, the possible outs. Rose, Heaney, Heaney's the obvious out. So Heaney, Rose, Rowan, Jack, Hanabry are probably the ones that are in the thinking. Possible inclusions, Marsh, Robinson, Dawson, Towers, Fox, well, and Newman. I reckon it, you have to give Fox a go. Fox killed it last time against Geelong. He did. He did. He, yeah, he, was, he was a key cog in us. With that, with that enormous fourth quarter comeback, Newman knocking down the door, knocking down the door. Yeah, he's he's not going to be at the club next year. I just, I just feel yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't really care. Let's yeah. utilize him. Yeah, I, I just don't. And let's face it, it's not like he's opting out at the moment. You know, it's he's going to be fair. if he goes, it'll be because we push him. That's fair. Jordan Dawson, anyone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. Kick three on the weekend in the Neaffle. Yeah, I, I look. I just think changes need to be made. The not yeah horse horse needs to. Tommy, do you think I spend this question off air? Do you think? And I know you don't want necessarily want Hanbury out, and that's fine. But do you think we don't hold that against? Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. If push comes to shove, do you think horse has, as I said before, the cojones? To to say to Kieran Jack and Daniel Hanery, you're going to the Neville. Maybe not to both of them, and even if it was to both of them, I wouldn't take Hannes to the Neville. I'd just leave him out altogether and give him some time to recover. I would probably say he needs to have the cojones to drop Rowan and Jack. Yeah. If Robinson and Marsh are in better form. Well, Ro- Rowan, yeah, Rowan and Jack are obvious. You know, they, Ro- they have to be omitted. Robinson and Marsh are killing it. Absolutely killing it. Every time they've been in the side, they've done well. Every time they've gone back to the Neeful, they've dominated. Agreed. The inconsistency of Rowan and Jack is frustrating the hell out of me. And again, it's it's costing us greatly. Yep. yep. Now, look, I think they are the two that need to most certainly be looked at to make way. I mean, Dawson. You... It's not that I'm against Dawson, but I know, I know what I'll get with Nick Newman. I know he can stand up to the rigours of AFL football, and I think that does need to be That's a consideration, yeah, given certainly. what we just saw from James, James Rose. Rose. Um, that being said, you know, like, again, if there's a time that we're going to try it and it might blow up, it's probably now as opposed to a couple of weeks out from finals. You could argue that if we had Marsh and Robinson in against Richmond, the outcome would have been completely different because they're both very good by foot coming out of the back line, and that was our issue when we broke down around centre-half forward. So I I think they they have to be Newman's just not fit. Shot. What I That's saw, Newman's problem. just not fit enough. Yeah. When, I, when I saw him in the senior side earlier in the year, just looked to be labouring every every step. Agreed. So, 
Um, if his fitness has come along, then yeah, he's a great he's a great ball user. Mm. So I'd be happy to have him back in if his fitness has improved since the last time he was in the side. But the looked, thing is, looked a bit slow across the ground last time. We know Dan Robinson and Harry Marsh are fit. We know they can run for days. It should be a no brainer, right? So if your horse, if both of you, uh, I'll pose the question to both of you. If your horse Rose and Heaney are out, are there any more outs? And who comes in for them? Yeah, Rowan needs to needs to be looked at. That Rowan pains goes. me to say, Gary. I love Gary. Yeah, he's our boy. You know how much I love him. But unfortunately, he is just really struggling for confidence, uh, as are realistically Jack and Hanabry. So, that being said, who comes in? Well, how many outs have you got first? I've, I've technically got five there. I've got Rose, Heaney, <laughs> Rowan, Jack, and Hanabry. Okay. All of them gone. Uh, Swinging the axe. Yeah, literally. Um, so definitely Marsh and Robinson come in. Um, I think I, I agree with you, Mads. I reckon Fox, because yeah. he was really good. He's a against- wily Ford. He, he was he was great against Geelong last time, so there's no reason not to pick him. And he's um, versatile. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess oh, definitely Towers. And then it's, yeah, I mean, kind of like what I said before, when it comes to Dawson, now he's doing really well in the knee full, but we've seen what can happen. So, but then do you make that mistake now as opposed to, as opposed to a couple of weeks out from finals, as I, as I mentioned before? But then, you know, you know that Nick Newman understands the standard. Um, but not seeing too much of him in the uh, in the waffle to understand his his efforts, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, I I'd be less I'm less about getting rid of Jack and Hanabry, but I think that Rowan could really use the time. But you know what? Ideal world. Sack him. <laughs> no, uh, give him a give him a spell, Mads. I agree with a lot of that, but um, in terms of Newman, I think you're like we we know that he's up to the standards of rigors of AFL football. I don't think he's proved that at all this year. Yeah, Newman's not in for I, me. I don't. I Nowhere don't, near it. I think he's really really far off. But I agree. With, if I if I have to, because I'm getting rid of Jack and Hanbury. Yeah, but I, I still don't think he's fit enough. Mads, um, how would you who would you go for? Uh, Fox definitely in Robinson Marsh um, Towers as well. Um, who are you not dropping? Hannah's or Jack? <sighs> no, I'll probably bring in three man bench. Whoop! <laughs> no, who are we? So Rose Heaney, Rowan, Jack Hannabury. Which ones? Are going out. Rose still. and Heaney, realistically, are, Rose, are, they, they have, have to be. They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're gone. Um, but I still, I would still drop Rowan, Jack, and Hanabry as well. Um, just because. But then you've only bought in four. Yeah. Um, Marsh, Robinson, Fox Towers. And you need one more. Yeah, maybe Dawson. I would go Rose, Heaney, Rowan out. No one cares. <laughs> Marsh, Robinson, Fox in. Uh, and I'll leave the Jack and Hanbury droppings until Melican and Reed come back next week. That's a really good point. But can I just make a point? Oh, I just hate how he's always yeah. so level-headed. Yeah, he is. <laughs> make um, an emotional call for once in your lifetime. <laughs> it could be the making of Gary Rowan 
if he goes back to the NFL for, say, two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's such a confidence player. If he goes down there, kicks three and has a blinder, Sky could be the limit. So our tip for this game, boys, who's going to win, by how much and why? Swannies. Um, I think it'll be a very close game. I think it'll be very similar to the game we played earlier in the year. Um, I obviously don't want to get as far back behind as we were coming into the fourth quarter, but I think our midfield can realistically go toe-to-toe with theirs. Um, I think Buddy's due to get off the leash a little bit, even though their back six are quite... Quite consistent, I think. If he gets up uh, the ground, they don't have much of a matchup for that's, him. That's the thing. If he if he roams a little bit more and wheels around on that uh, delightful left boot. On the SCG. Yes, indeed. And I think Ben Ronk will be key as well. I like that call, Benny Ronk. He'll be huge because uh, he, he was huge last time as well. Sydney, three kicks for mine. Um, I agree with everything that Mad said, particularly about Buddy playing up the field. I would love to see that, uh, even if he lines up in the mids to uh, to return the favour as such to uh, to Chris Scott. Uh, I am pretty confident about this Thursday. Tommy, just before you give your tip, I've always remembered that when you said, just chuck Buddy in the midfield, just to stuff with people. Cop that, Chris Freaks Scott. Freaks him out. Yeah, yeah. imagine that centre bounce, there's Buddy, just rover. Well, you, you have like... <laughs> Your Florence and your McVeigh's just as your defensive midfielders just behind or either side of the stoppage. Why not Bud in the same position? Yeah. Mm. He's unreal there. Yep. Uh, my tip is our back six wins it for us. Geelong's forward half the Hawkins and Taylor twin towers there with, uh, well, they're small, so for lack of a better word, probably you'd call kids. Uh, yes. Gregson, Parfit, Narkle, Fogarty and Kunico. I reckon they really struggle against our... Awesome back six. They'll, I'll be very surprised if they score 10 goals and the Swans win by 27 points. Careful, Tommy. When you say, or when you put limits on what other teams can score against our back six. Yeah, yeah I did it last week, didn't quite. Yeah, just on. careful, mate. <laughs> Exercise caution. <laughs> now, Swans by 27 for me. Uh, um, update. We turn our attention to the reserves and our NEFL side. Had another fantastic win. It was a strong 22 taking the field for the Swans against Brisbane with Sam Reed, Lewis Melican, Harry Marsh, Nick Newman, Riley Stoddart, Jordan Dawson, Alex Johnson, and Jordan Foote all featuring in Saturday's lineup. And it was a five goal to one second quarter and then a four goal to two third quarter that set up a 29 point win for us. Harry Marsh was named best on ground and kicked a goal. Jordan Dawson booted three. Sam Reed on return from that quad injury booted two and was moving really well. And We've got a little bit of audio here from Tom Harley with the injury update, just letting us know your how man. he's, Tommy, your he's mate. gone berserk on the audio, hasn't he? Oh, it's, Very good. We've got, really we got, we got to know what Reedy and Melican are like up to. So. so you've got enough time for stingers, but not enough time for uh, to change the music. No, I think uh, I think Horse and Harles are a little bit more important than a little bit of music for the True Bloods faithful. How about you just so. carve out an extra half an hour of your day, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Here's Tom Harley. Really great to see Sam and Lewis um, play out at Blacktown on Saturday. 
Um, both players played 45 minutes. They basically interchanged each other on and off the ground and, and were well managed by our fitness staff. Um, both players got through the game, importantly. Um, both players looked in really good touch, which is great as well. Um, really kicking a couple of goals from a dozen possessions in 45 minutes. So, um, if they won't play this week, um, they'll continue to build their minutes. The need for playing in Wollongong on Saturday. Uh, so they'll play in that game, certainly with the view to uh, um, putting their hand up for selection the following week against North Melbourne. So that's good news. Melican and Reed on the cusp of return. Melican, as uh, Hales just said, played 45 minutes with solid. Reed, 45 minutes, kicked a couple, moving really well. AJ and Newman each kicked a goal. Um, Darcy Cameron, Colin O'Reardon named in the best again. Those guys are on fire in the Neaffle. And uh, after being winless and on the bottom of the ladder after round five, the reserves have now won seven on the trot. And we sit third on the Neaffle ladder or the Neaffle ladder. 2017 uh, all over again. Uh, yeah, yeah, the reserves are doing what the seniors did last year. And Tommy. Yes? Any Nick Blakey there? Oh, I didn't see any uh, Nick Blakey news there. I'd love to see him back in the reserve side. I don't think he's played for our uh, Neaffle side for the last couple of weeks, but it'd be good to see him back in there as we head towards the back end of the year. Another question. AJ, is that going to happen this year? Uh, gee, it's, a, it's probably beyond my expertise to know whether he'd be back. It's, it's a few Highly injuries unlikely, right? that he's had to recover from. Uh, look, he'd be on a different pro- training program to everyone else. He'd still have a lot of case to cover, I reckon, to get to senior level fitness. Mm. So we'll see how he goes. Hopefully um, he does get a crack later in the year and gets enough minutes in the Neaffle. Um, <laughs> but, it, yeah, pretty co- comprehensive Performance by the boys. Uh, this weekend, they take on the GWS Giants this Saturday at midday at North Dalton Park in Wollongong. So if you're a Swannies fan who lives in Wollongong, get down there and support oh, the yeah. Neaffle boys. They'll We've be really let this Neaffle thing get off the yeah, leash. We've <laughs> just let it uh, keep really going and just, going. Just reel it in, please, Tommy. It's I, thought I, I thought I was meant to say Neaffle, and then you guys are meant to go, no, 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 it's Neaffle, and like reel me in. Yeah, well, we do. We, we've let it yeah. go. We've really <laughs> let you go. We've, we've, we've uh, got lazy. <laughs> Thursday night footy is a fantastic thing. I love when Thursday it is, night footy. When it is not your side playing. Yeah. As soon as you're at a game on a Thursday night and you realise you can't tip into the beers like you usually would, obviously enjoy responsibly, uh, it sucks. It really, really sucks. And if you lose... And let me tell you, going and sitting amongst the Tiger faithful, i.e. the Nuffies, gee whiz, you need a beer. Yeah. At least uh, we could drink in the seat at Eddie Had. I could deal with sobriety uh, maybe a little bit better than, than most. Um, when the I Swannies, can deal with it. When the Swannies are playing. Um, I, I like having a froth for a neutral game, but I don't mind to, to be honest, there. And... Yeah, to be honest, I don't drink a great deal at the footy myself. Occasionally um, I do. But, uh, God, I wanted a beer after Thursday night. Yep. But I'd work the next day. So it's not ideal, Benny. I'm with you. Great concept. Just sucks when it's your team. And when you lose. Really ruins your run up to the weekend, doesn't it? Yep. The old four-day hangover. (laughs) (laughs) There are some other big games around the grounds in round 15. and we'll The grand final rematch. Yes, and I think it'll be uh, one-way Collective minds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's going to be hilarious when the Crows run out onto the MCG. Both these sides would have listened to the Richmond theme song quite a few times (laughs) in the the Uh, uh, off-season. 
Tommy. Only one of them had a blindfold on. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Tigers are absolutely going to pump. Ten Tigers. goals. Adelaide. Uh, doesn't, doesn't, it'll be a repeat of, uh, of the grand final. Doesn't need much more analysis. Uh, Brisbane taking on Carlton, 17th versus 18th. Blockbuster Brizzy, up at the Gabba. Brizzy boys, two in a row. Yeah, I want to I want to say that too, but you know what? Carlton's new main man, Mr. $800,000, Charlie Kernow, has been annihilating yeah. it yeah. the last couple of weeks. Uh, he is a frightening proposition. Big money. That's big money for a kid. Big money for 34 games. Big money. Well, let's just remember that Tom Boyd... Yeah, well, he's on also, over a million net. A also year. big money. Also big money. Um, I I I, I pay that money to, to Charlie Cameron for sure. Charlie Kernow. No, nah, sorry, Charlie Cameron. God, I Charlie, Charlie Cameron over Kernow. <laughs> I think uh, I reckon it's definitely worth it with the player that he is turning into. Totally. You just yeah, you don't want that kind of paycheck to stunt development. How's the 10-goal win over in Perth for Brisbane? Huge. It's pretty good. Huge. Both, they, this is what everyone, this is, everyone in the I media talks them, about, is the fact that they... It's a good tip if you did, Matt. They are a really good side who just can't get the win on the board. Yeah. But their two wins this year have been by like 10 goals. Yep. Dominant. Hawthorne and Freo. Yeah. And Huge. Steph Martin's dominated both times. Stick Again, the, the fact that is a gun. He he's so good. Dane Zorko, so good. Midfield, midfield's berserk. The forward line's really good. You know, it's unfortunate Charlie Cameron got injured, but I'm such a huge fan of Brisbane. Yeah. I reckon they're a really exciting side to watch. Play I'm gonna, uh, I'm going, I'm going the Blues. I'm going the Blues, uh, and that's. I'm really excited to to watch that game, uh, regardless of. Who gets the W? Yes. I would not be upset if either side won, put it that way, because I really like both sides. I think it'll be free-flowing and high-scoring, uh, but um, Blues just don't have the cattle to kick a winning score, I don't think. They, Brisbane will have more forward options to kick They goal. don't have the tank to play yeah. four quarters of footy at the moment. Yep. And what, what happens, and it happened again uh, two weeks ago with uh, their game against Collingwood, they were right there. And then, sure enough, Collingwood just kicked away in the last quarter. Yeah. And the power of Brisbane's midfield and the spread of goal kickers that they've been able to get yeah. over recent weeks, I think, probably be too much. Um, Port Adelaide taking on St Kilda, another one that should be pretty Port. straightforward. Port at home. Yeah, Easy. Port at home. Port. Port at home. Two on the trot, though, for the Saints. Yeah, yeah despite two on a trot for the Saints. So, uh, that was, that's, a, that's a good win from the Saints. Gee, the days. It, last fortnight has just held the Wolves at bay yeah, for Richo, yeah, hasn't, totally. hasn't it? Absolutely. And Melbourne, and you know Melbourne what? that's embarrassing. It was a good coaching performance by him on the weekend as well. I uh, I refer back when it comes to the days. I refer back to a particular post that we were both tagged in, Tommy, by Mads, which was an out-and-out out demon supporter Staking their claim on the flag. <laughs> There's no reason why we can't do it. We'll get home finals at the G. The grand final is at the G. Everyone else is a pretender. You're not going to make final. 
Oh my god, the they, D's. They wow. certainly four on the trot, and they certainly won't make finals if they can't win this week at uh, TIO Stadium up in Darwin. They take on the Fremantle Dockers, the Nat Fifeless Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, mm. they should mm. get back on the winners list, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Yeah, I'm going to tip them just based on the game that they played there earlier in the year against Adelaide, and they won by what was it, 90 points, 100 points, something like that. Correct. Give or take. The Hawks versus the Dogs. Dogs, as I said on last week's show, the Dogs are a chance on Eddie Had, and they proved it by beating Geelong. They've got their mongrel back, I feel. They're did good they, on Eddie Had. They're good on Eddie Had. Did you, they're right there. Did you see the, the uh, Hawthorne GWS game? It was atrocious, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty gross. Well, I'd pretty rubbish Hawthorne, Hawthorne are putting up some gross football. Well, you know what, though? Some of their defensive efforts are, are non-existent, which is not the Hawthorne that we have become accustomed to over the years. But that being said, when they went forward, it was it was Smith just booting goals. It was Bruce. It was Ruffy competing. Yep. It it was Poppy, Hawthorne. Poppy's back. Poppy was the Hawthorne of old, and they've got they've got my money this week. Uh, the Hawks. I am yet to fully comprehend where the Bulldogs are at. Well, Mitchell had 50 disposals on the weekend, and that'll be double whatever the highest Bulldog is, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, Mitchell. But the, the Bulldogs would have a lot of belief at the moment. Yeah, they would. It was a good, good, uh, good win last week. But, but would they? Like, yeah, they one would. win? No, they would. One win? No, they would have taken, taken a lot out of that North Melbourne game, too, I would have thought. Yep. They'd have a lot of belief. They'd know that they can match yeah, it with yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. and look, Geelong... Oh, I don't really agree, but, you know, touted as a great side. North, up and coming, really good side. I mean, they match it with both of them. North, so. North. speaking of them, to bounce back against the Gold Coast Suns, I would Definitely, imagine, at yeah. Etihad? Yeah, strongly. That, 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 could be a, that could be one of your 15 goalers, B. I reckon. I mean, if you want to put your, put your name to that, man, so I'll, I'll allow you. <laughs> I'm not didn't, putting, didn't I'm not putting a well 15... Oh, which time are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you boys just sucking me into it. But um, yeah, North, I was surprised to see them go down to the Dons. I really thought that they What would... a game. What a shootout. Yeah, it was a shootout, wasn't it? Not something we're used to referring to an SNU Unreal. game as Unreal Unreal first exciting. Half. Awesome first Isn't half. Isn't it funny yeah. how uh, no one's mentioned the state of the game this week? Because yeah. we had one good round of footy just all of a sudden. Game's perfect. No need to touch a thing. Yeah, and the Suns are just... Uh, deplorable. Jeez, Stuart you got his work cut out for him. He sure does. North uh, will get up comfortably. Are Essendon any chance to knock off the Pies? They're in decent nick now, the Bombers. Anzac Day, Mads. They might get exposed, I think. Exposed. 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 That's, of course, the return lead from MCG? Anzac Day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. Okay. I think uh, I think Collingwood will. This will cement Collingwood as a as a force this year. I think. As do I, Mads. It is the pies for me. Yep, Brody Grundy to smash Bell Chambers. Oh yes, uh, Bell Chambers is such a rubbish footballer. <laughs> plays one great game in a season, I reckon, and then plays twenty dribble. Yep, uh, Eagles third, Giants sixth. It now, is by a mile. It is miraculous. You reckon by a mile? It yep. is miraculous that the GWS Giants are in sixth position. Yeah, yeah. Miraculous. I've been, I've been rather impressed with the uh, the Giants last month. They've uh, they've come out. They've won four in a row. They have 
they've just quietly gone about getting back on the winners list after we all smashed them a month ago and said they were weak as and they couldn't stand up and play tough football and now they've gone and won four on the trot and they've got themselves back into the eight and back into the season. This round is going to sort out the, the men from the boys. The wheat from the chaff. In the tipping. Hmm. In whatever respective comp. It is going to be the GWS Giants for mine. Nah, West Coast will bounce back. West Coast to bounce back. Don't you sit there in judgment, Tom. You are unbelievable, mate. No, I don't know about We should can the obscure swan. It's gone to his head. <laughs> <laughs> just looks down on us. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, mate, no, I'm just, I'm just questioning. Take I'm your just... judgmental gaze no, off me. Darling, not there. He was the form player of their team for the first eight or nine weeks. Kennedy just coming back from a little bit of a niggle. I don't know if they're firing on all cylinders at the moment. And the GWS are in pretty good nick. Mate, I... I... I, I tip GWS, so you don't need to preach to me. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, good point. That's, that's all well and good. I just still think Kennedy can go berserk from time to time. Yep. From time to time. Mm. No Cameron, of course. Jeremy yeah. Cameron for a little while. Yeah, well, didn't didn't seem to matter to them. They were so wasteful against Hawthorne. If they do if they do what they did against, uh, against Hawthorne, but they make another four or five goals, which a lot of them were sitters, like set shots. 35, 40 yes. on next to no angle, Yeah, uh, then they will absolutely romp it in against the Eagles. Well, I reckon that'll just about do us, boys. This has I been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And that is it for another week. Calm the Mighty Bloods for this Thursday night against Geelong at the SCG. And make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wishka, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark and Ben Andrew as always. Pleasure, mate. Always good to be here, Tommy. My name is Tommy Flanagan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods Up the Swannies. This has been a Podular Media Production.